All right, this is it. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 242 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. sure when you're going to be hearing this, not sure when you'll be listening to this, but it's probably going to be after Christmas. If it's not, if it's before Christmas, then I hope you have a fine, fine holiday and all that. hope everything goes the way you want it to go. And I hope everybody's happy and everybody's uh, safe and everybody's healthy and everybody's all that. You know, every the romantic vision of how you want this Christmas to go, I hope it actually happens in real life. If you're hearing it after, then congratulations. Congratulations for getting that thing in the rearview mirror, man. Woohoo! We made it. Hell yeah. I don't know. I don't I I don't like it anymore. I told you last time. I think I went off on a tangent about this last time. Christmas used to be when I was a kid, of course it was exciting as shit. Even in the, you know, even in like when Tony and I were dating and all that, it was fun. And then the, when the kids were young, it was fun. And then at some point, it became no fun anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when that happened, but it's not. It's not something I enjoy. It's full of. Uh, it's a giant obligation stacked upon other obligations, stacked upon additional obligations. I've already got a lot of obligations. I don't need more. There's a quite a there's a load of guilt involved in it. I always feel like I, I could have done more, I should have done more, probably should have done more. So it's not it's something I want to I want to work through. I want I want to get past it. You get past it, and it's like a weight lifted. You know, if you can get past it without somebody being like offended, super offended, and pissed off at you for life, <laughs> it's a victory. Maybe I'm, I think I'm getting a little bit too carried away with this, but I don't know. It's just, I don't like it, you know, anyway. <laughs> so um, hopefully you're hearing this in, and it's in the rear view. All right. Um, then when, after you get past Christmas, New Year's is fine. You know, I don't do anything on New Year's. I've never in my life gone out on a New Year's and um, on New Year's Eve and, and wore a novelty hat or anything like that, you know, mate used uh, noisemakers, any of this, I've never, this is not something I'm familiar with, but you know, you know, it's fine, New Year's Eve's fun, you know, it used to be back in the old days, that was the end of bourbon season, back, you know, in the old days, back when the surf report was kicking, the old website, well, the the current website, back when it was really popular, we had the uh, bourbon season, you know, it started on, it started on uh uh, Halloween, Halloween night, and extended through New Year's Eve. So that was bourbon season. That was the official, that was the chunk of time, you know, when you drink bourbon. I don't like that. I don't drink liquor at all. I don't like liquor. I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I never, you know, I used to like a little bourbon here and there in the wintertime, you know, or in winter. 
why do you say winter time? It's not doesn't make any sense. But in the winter, I used to like. Um, I don't. I wash my hands completely. Not a fan of liquor. <laughs> is that is that controversial? Uh, anyway, uh, what are we talking about? But anyway, so New Year's Eve's good. Uh, I'll basically we just end up watching like the the Twilight Zone. You know, I think that's pretty much what New Year's Eve has turned into now. The Twilight Zone marathon. You know, now that old uh, what's his name, Dick Clark. It's passed on. It's not. It's not the same. You know, you can watch that Rockin' Eve, New Year's Rockin' Eve. I don't. I have no idea who any of these artists are. They're all obnoxious, and um, it sounds horrible, and it's uh, it sucks. <laughs> I watch that. I look at that thing where you know where all those people are packed into Times Square. It's like I can't even imagine. I can't imagine doing something like that. You know. I mean, where do you go to the bathroom? What do you wear, like a catheter or something? I mean, you get stuck in the middle of that mess. Where do what? I mean, that's just no way. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, hope you guys are doing well. <laughs> um, speaking of giant crowds, I know somebody, some guy I know, is going to a gigantic rave. I said, "Are you what? What in the hell?" I was incredulous. I said, what are you going to have, like a pacifier and glow sticks and all this stuff? He goes, I don't know, maybe. I said, what the? He goes, it's a two-day rave. Two-day. Well, you stay there all, I mean, what? In, how does this work? No way. I mean, I, that is like 180 degrees. I mean, that is something. I just go in there, it's like a drum machine going, lights flashing. No way. Man, that sounds, I mean, that sounds even worse than that New Year's Eve thing. Huh, good luck, buddy. Um, anyway, um, what else? Um, oh, for Christmas we got the uh, we ordered the honey baked ham. You familiar with this? You know, it's a it's a company. It's not it's not a kind of ham. It's a it's a it's a, it's a company, a corporation, <laughs> a restaurant, I guess, or something. I don't know. It's not really a restaurant. You can go over there and buy high end, expensive ass. I mean, we we ordered a ham from there. Basically, you need to get like a second mortgage on your house for a for a ham for a spiral cut ham. It's not that bad, but it's expensive. It's expensive shit, you know. And we 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 do it at Christmas time. See, why don't I keep adding the time to the Christmas time, noon time, at night time? You don't need to add that time on there. What is wrong with me? I know better. <sighs> anyway, at Christmas. We order that, and um, it's expensive. It's uh, it's shockingly expensive, <laughs> but man, it is kick ass good. Woohoo! You know what? Um, we were Tony and I were in Sam's Club the other day, and we were in the meat department, and I was looking just looking at stuff. They have these roasts. They're they're prime rib beef roasts, right? They're, I mean, they're pretty big. They're nothing mat. They're not massive. They're, but they're a good size roast. You know, hundred seventy eight dollars. One of them was. I was like, what in the hell? Hundred seventy eight dollars for a beef roast. Like that is just. I mean, I can't even imagine. Do people actually buy those? I'd be afraid to cook it. You know, I'd be I'd like do something to ruin it, like $178 for a beef roast. That is crazy. Like, what is going on? I think society is like, 
society is melting down, I think. Everything's all messed up. There's like nobody wants to work. Or it feels like it. I mean, there's no staff anywhere. All these restaurants are closing early or taking days off. Like even the the Burger King, the shit Burger King out where I work, they close at 8 o'clock every day because they don't have the staff to, op- to be open past 8 p.m. I know. Everybody's like, well, you don't need more Burger King. That's beside the point. Don't give me that lecture. I mean, it feels like society, and there's like all these ships stuck out in the middle of the ocean, you know. Nope, you can't get them unloaded. Like, like everything costs a fortune. Gas is a fortune. $178 beef roasts. What in the hell's going on? <laughs> Society is like, it's like a, a downward spiral. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's see. What else? Uh, what else I have in my notebook here? Um, oh, I haven't shaved. I've been off. I've been off for multiple days in a row. I have not shaved since I uh, since the last day I worked. Actually, I don't think I shaved the last day I worked because I think I was rushing out the door. It was one of those early, early in situations. I don't think I should. So I haven't shaved in like maybe a week or so, and I look like some kind of a bum. I look like something. Look like I should be pushing a shopping cart down the road with like filled with 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 all kinds of stuff. A uh, set of just you know like. The shopping cart stacked three feet above my head. You know, I remember this guy in Charleston when I was a kid. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Aqualung. <laughs> they called him Aqualung. He was a legendary uh, street person in Charleston, West Virginia. I remember seeing him one time. He had these, he had a shopping cart full of stuff, and he had this thing stacked up. It was way above his head. It was, like, stacked up. And on top, big old set of, like, uh, antlers. I don't know. It was, like, those mounted antlers that people put on their wall. He had a set of antlers on top of this thing. It's like, where the hell did he get that? Man's a legend. Aqualung. I think Steve has, like, a painting of him or something. <laughs> I, think, I think he did. I think he bought a painting of Aqualung somewhere. Mm, whatever. Um, and then there was this other guy named uh, Lightning. He was another another legendary street person in Charleston. Supposedly, there's all these stories. You know, everybody has these stories. Like uh, Aqualung, supposedly, he was a very successful man, and then his wife left him, and he, you know, he went downward spiral. I don't know if it's true. I have no idea. And then the old Lightning, supposedly, was some kind of math genius, and could look at a wall and tell you instantly how many bricks are in that wall. You know that kind of stuff. Do you think any of this is true? I don't know. I don't know, but old Lightning, I remember he used to go out in the middle of the street and direct traffic, you know, just on his own, impromptu, you know. <sighs> anyway, um, so I, I look like I should, I, I look a little bit like uh, early days of uh, Aqualung. I mean, he had the big long beard like uh, like those duck duck guys, what are those duck boys, what are they called? Those guys, the duck. Duck Deluxe, whatever. Anyway, it's not like that yet. But it's bum city. I think I'm going to let it ride. I think i got to return to work today. I don't think I'm going to shave. I think I'm just going to go in like this. I'm sure I'll get all kinds of comments. Eh, We'll see how it goes. I might do it. I don't know. Tony will be on my ass about it. Speaking of work, 
I have my uh, laptop plugged in upstairs. I just keep it plugged in and connected, you know, because I'm trying to keep the emails down, right? Because uh, when I take day, when I'm off for uh, several days in a row, I go back and I'm just like just an avalanche of email. It takes me an entire shift to get caught up. Sometimes it takes me into the next day, and it's just it sucks. Oh my god, it sucks. So I've been trying here and there. Every once in a while, I go in there and I sit down and I just like start getting rid of emails. Like most of them, I don't even need. You know, I'm just copied on everything. So I, you know, I have ways, I have methods to to get that number down in a semi, you know, abbreviate. I can I, like I can get rid of like a hundred in like two minutes. You know, because I know how to do it. But anyway. Um, I've been trying to keep it under control. I went up there a few minutes ago and looked at it, and it's even with me deleting stuff here and there. You know, a couple times a day, I'll sit down and I'll start deleting some stuff, and you know, I respond to a few things if I need to. But it's still right now. When I was just up there a few minutes ago, 851 emails unread. <sighs> you know, and if I hadn't already worked on it, it'd, it'd probably be 1,300 or something like that. It's crazy. It's out of control. It's like, it just bogs you down. It's like so much. I mean, I don't know if you call it red tape, but it's it's just, I mean, it just bogs you down. You can't do anything. If you take time off, mister, you're going to pay the price. You know, you're going to end up paying the price for that when you come back and you have 1,800 emails, you know, and then you got to go, you spend an entire day. If you miss something, you know, and they have your ass handed to you, you know? God. Ugh. One of the worst parts about taking time off, because it's stressful. You know, like when I go back in there, I'm going to spend an entire day, and I've spent an entire day going through my emails and getting it all organized again, getting things under control. If I miss something, it's going to be bad, you know? Ugh. Anyway, 851, last time I checked. Um, the other day, I went to get a haircut like a few days ago. The woman rang it up as a senior haircut. Like, what in the hell? That, now, everybody's like, I told a bunch of people. Of course, I was texting out. I took a picture of the receipt, and I was texting it to people. I was like, look at this shit. Senior haircut. And almost 100% of the time, people said, don't worry about it. Just take the discount. Like everybody, including Tony including Steve, my friend Steve. Just take the, who cares? Who cares? I care. What the hell is this? Senior? I'm not a senior citizen. God, man. That, that just, I mean, that just, oof. That, that, that fires me up, you know? I, like, what do you, the thing about it is, whenever, whenever somebody under the age of, like, I don't know, 30, I don't know, 25, 30, somewhere in that neighborhood, Anybody over the age of 45 is just an old, broken-down, old piece of shit, you know? Just an old man or an old lady, whatever. You know, I mean, there's no, you know, you know, if, once you pass 45, you're just a piece of shit, you know? Just go, just go out to pasture and just ride it out, you know? We don't need to hear from you anymore, <laughs> you know? I don't know. And, um, but, so, I don't know, this girl cut my hair, she wasn't... I don't know. I don't know who she was. And I'll tell you the truth. I mean, it wasn't wasn't the greatest haircut I've ever had. I mean, I don't want to disparage, you know. But anyway, um, you know, 
she rang it up. Senior haircut. Senior haircut. Oh, man, that pissed me off. I was, I was like, like almost ruined the rest of my day, you know? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You know what else? Whenever you, like one time I was, this girl, what is, it, what is that guy's name? Hang on a second. I'm going to have to think about this in a minute for a second. Second. Okay. All right, so here's the story. <laughs> this is a while back. This girl, like, when I first started getting where you want me to you want me to trim your eyebrows? See, that's an old man thing right there. I never had that in my entire life until like I was I don't know, like fifty years old. You want me to trim your eyebrows? <sighs> At first I'd be like, No, what the hell is this? No. And then um then I was like, Yeah, go for it. Trim them up, you know. One time this girl goes, uh, she goes, uh, you want me to trim your eyebrows? I said, yeah, they're getting a little out of hand. I don't want to look like Andy Rooney. She was like, I don't know who that is. She goes, is that an actor? I said, like, all right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, Andy Rooney, that guy, I, I mean, it's not exactly a uh, current reference. <laughs> so I'm bringing up some shit from like a long time ago. I admit that. Like, But the thing about it is, I feel like... Uh, there's a lot of this uh, where history starts on my 12th birthday. Anything that happened before my 12th birthday, I think there's a lot of people that fall into that category. History start started on my 12th birthday. Anything that happened before that, I don't know anything about it. It's before my time, you know. It's like, yeah, I mean, the Beatles were before my time, you know. Uh, the Honeymooners were before my time, you know. Uh, the aforementioned Twilight Zone before my time, but I know about them, you know. The Catcher in the Rye, that was before my time, but I've read it a couple times, uh, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think there's a lot of people that's like, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't, I have no interest in it. You know, I, A, I don't know what it is, and B, I have no interest in it, you know. You know, I don't understand. I don't understand that. <laughs> but, but Andy, I mean, that's a kind of an obscure. The guy's on 60 Minutes, like some old curmudgeonly old sack. Remember that guy? You know, he'd be on there just bitching about stuff, sort of like me, actually. Huh, maybe I should just let my eyebrows go, and I can become the modern-day Andy Rooney. <laughs> I'd like to have his success, his money, his paycheck. I don't know, but anyway. I was like, uh, yeah, I don't want to look like Andy Rooney. She was like, I don't know what, I don't, is that a man? I don't know who, is he an astronaut or something? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what she said. She's like, I don't know. She goes, is that an actor? I'm like, whatever. Just trim my eyebrows. It irritates me. I mean, I, you know, I, uh, it's, it's, it's like a, a double-edged sword, right? I belong to this, um, these groups on Facebook that are like um, like bands that I like old bands that are that basically I don't want to say who they are because then you can go back and I don't know and, uh, just keep it vague right there are bands that I like that are they're considered classic rock probably and I and I join these groups on Facebook because I'm a fan of them and um, and everybody on there is like stuck in the 70s or most of the people on there stuck in the 70s you know and all their references are stuff from the 70s early 80s you know everything they talk about is like old you know and I don't want to be that way either you know I don't want to be that way I want to be I don't know 
So I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. I don't like when people are just completely stuck back in in those days. And I don't like when people um, don't know anything about those days at all because it was like before my time. <laughs> Apparently, I just I'm, I can't be pleased. But anyway, a senior haircut at the uh, at the old haircuttery. Ah, I mean that that I mean that that pissed me right off. <laughs> Tony and I've been watching House Hunters International. I don't know. We're at the point where there's like nothing to watch. There's like no. Uh, we watch certain types of shows, right? And there's none of them available right now, and we haven't really zeroed in on a on a series that we were, you know we could watch. So we start watching these uh, House Hunter Internationals on demand. We just like pick, and you go on there like that H. I don't know what what is it, Discovery Plus. They have like it says like House Hunters International, and it says uh, you know season one twenty seven or something. Like what the hell's this? <laughs> How many episodes of this show are there? I mean, it seems like there's thousands. House Hunters International. Thousands and thousands of episodes, it feels like. I mean, it is crazy. It's a bottomless pit. We sit and watch those things. And um, I don't know. We're You know, these people in there, they, they go to like, you know, into some small village in like Italy or something. And every one of them, without fail, we want something with charm, and we want to feel like we're living in Italy. You know, we want to be able to absorb the local collar. And then they take them to some place that's like a classic Italian, you know, like an old Italian, which is what they said they wanted. And they're like, what? Look at this kitchen. I mean, look how small this kitchen is. You know, there's like no double sinks in the bathroom. Everybody's obsessed with double sinks. Why do you need, what are you going to be, shoulder to shoulder brushing your teeth? Do it one at a time. God, you don't need double sinks. But people are obsessed with it. What? There's no ensuite bathroom? You know, I want a open floor plan, a uh, open concept, you know. Like they, they go in there and they want they want it completely Americanized, but they have this romantic vision in their head. Happens all the time. It's crazy. And some of these places that they move to, like like we were watching this one where this woman was moving to uh, India. Some I mean some ta- some village basically. I mean I don't even know. It's I mean it wasn't like a big city, but it was like. The, she goes, I don't want to pay any more than $200 a month rent. Like she was going to rent. And um, I was like, $200? Oh, what the hell? Is this is this possible? So you should see the places. I mean, the, it was like unbelievable. I'm like, what in the hell? Why? Why would somebody move? She was moving from Washington, D.C. to a shack in like... Out in nowhere in India. It's like, what? I mean, it's like one step up from just like shitting in an open trench. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, these places are shacks. And I mean, basically, they don't have a, you know, the roof is just like open. There's like spiders and shit coming through the roof and like snakes and stuff. Like, why? Why would you? Why? Like, it's, it's, and then you go to other, then they go to these other places. Like Vietnam or something, you're like, that place is probably, you know, I don't know. You, you have, like, 
preconceived notions. You know, it's like all modern and sleek, big, bustling cities with, you know, if he showed it to you and say, what is this city? He's like, I don't know, Chicago? It's like, no, this is a, this is a Ho Chi Minh City or whatever the hell it is, you know, and um, this is Saigon or whatever. And, um, you know, like, what the? I mean, you could, it's like, you know, I don't know. I have these people are, you know, have preconceived notions of what these these countries are like. And um, sometimes I'm blown away, you know, one way or the other, you know. Anyway, I find that fascinating. I, I, these Americans that go on there, they're every one of them. I want to be able to absorb the local, the local collar. You know, I want to be able to uh, you know, submerge myself, and I want to have the full, you know, experience. And then they they take them to a place where they they're oh they're submerged, all right, and they're like, ah, what the. I can't live like this. Look at the size of that refrigerator, <laughs> you know. You know, and and there's bitching. They want everything to be where no walk-in closets. Like this is this place was built in 1712. <laughs> you know, they didn't have walk-in closets. You know. So anyway, we find I find that to be you know we sit there and just critique everybody. That's what we do. You know, and um, comments like a running commentary. I don't know. We, we're watching. We just watch it. We just we just pick a a random spot. And just hit play, and then at the end of the one episode, another one starts, and you know, you never know what country they're going to be in. That's what we're doing right now. That's what we're in the, into. So, um, House Hunters International on the Discovery Plus app. Um, let's see what else. I watched a Scientology documentary on HBO the other night called Going Clear. Man. That thing was kick-ass, you know. It was kind of sad, you know. I felt kind of bad for some of those people at the end, especially this woman who, like, washed her hands of it. She was like, I've had enough of this nonsense. This is ridiculous. So she left the church, and her kids just, like, wrote her off and wouldn't allow her to see, you know, wouldn't allow her to see the grandkids and stuff. You know, that kind of stuff, it's, like, ridiculous, man. It's like, I don't even know what the hell. I don't even know what to say about that. That pl- that thing is crazy. If you're interested in anything like that, check it out. Going Clear, I think it's a few years old. It was in the news. I think the, the church, and I put, throwing up air quotes, went after them and tried to stop this thing from being stopped you know, HBO from even airing it has all these guys in it, higher ups that used to be in the, uh, used to be Scientologists and now they're not just tell, just like telling it how it is. It's crazy, man. That thing's, if you're interested, if you're even halfway interested in that subject, you should definitely check this thing out. It's called going clear. It's about uh, Scientology. It's on HBO. HBO Max is where I saw it. Man, that thing's good. And uh, let's see. What else? Uh, I think that's enough. I had a few more things written down. We'll, we'll go on to them next time. You know, it's it, 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 we're at the end. We're at like 27 minutes. This is a good place to stop. Hope you guys have a, have or had a great Christmas or holiday or whatever you, whatever, ever how you do it. Hope it was pleasant. Hope everything was uh, well. Everything went well. Hope you enjoyed. I hope you have a, a, um, some good charred meat and all that, whatever, 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 whatever you do. And um, if you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one, and I don't know, I mean, I can't even wrap my arms around the thought of somebody only wanting one. Makes no logical sense. But anyway, if you want to double up, double down, 
If you want to double up or down, you can head over to patreon.com. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll gain access to a second episode every week. Every single week. Man, that is good value. So do it today, patreon.com slash Jeff K. It helps me out a great deal, and, you know, you benefit as well. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, we're nearing the end of the old uh, scratch-off project, the $10 scratch-off project. I think I only have four weeks left. Not going well, but you can check out the details on that too, the wbsr.com slash scratch-off. I think I'm going to do some. I have an idea for my follow-up project. More details on that in, in the in the coming days, coming weeks. And the Surf Report Pod website, that's surfreportpod.com. That's pretty good. There's all kinds of photos and links and stuff, expanded show notes, etc., etc. So check that out, surfreportpod.com. And if you want to be in an episode, a future episode, you can do that by calling, let me see, what is it? Calling the hotline, 570-290-8151. I just remembered I have one. I have a message in there. I should have used it in this episode. I think it's from Eugene. Sorry, man. I'll get you next time. It it, it slipped my mind. Man, I need to tighten this shit up. But anyway, the number, 570-290-8151 is the number. Call me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And leave a message, ask a question, make a suggestion, whatever. And I will almost certainly use it in a future episode. So do that today. And I think that's enough. All right? Hope you guys are doing well. I will see you soon over on the Patreon side. Until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. End of bourbon season. <laughs> <laughs>